drummer for the Rolling Stones, Charlie Watts, lost his life today. All Rolling Stones, all afternoon for Musical Rejoice. Much to John Chagrin. Oh, no, this is great. Unfortunate circumstances lead to rewarding relationships. And to be perfectly frank with you, I would rather not know Brad Hewlett and have Bradley still alive than the other way around. And that's nothing personal against Mr. Hewlett. I happen to enjoy conversing with him on the radio and via social media. Uh, looking forward for him to finally get his Benita Springs place built so we can go down there on our way to Sugar Shack, John. But as a dad, to read the grisly details about what happened to Bradley Hewlett both terrifies me and makes me sick. The fact that it happened at the home of a Tampa Police Department officer who pretty much skated by without even a ding who left his gun allegedly on a nightstand knowing that teenage boys would be at his house. This was very preventable. And a number of things could have happened in the case of the shooting death of 15-year-old Bradley Hewlett. But if Tampa police officer Edwin Perez doesn't leave his gun in plain sight, at his home, then this doesn't happen. And I'm sure that that sentiment is echoed by Bradley's father, who joins us right now to talk about Gloria Gomez's Tampa Bay true crime series, the shooting death of Bradley Hewlett. Hey, Brad, thanks for joining us today, man. Hey, Drew, how are you? Good. It's good to hear your voice, and I'm sure you would agree with me. You'd rather not know me uh, at all and have your son still around than have that be the conduit that kind of brought us together. Yeah, you're pretty cool, but uh, yeah, I, I would rather not. <laughs> I feel the same about <laughs> you. How you holding up? <laughs> I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. You know, working. Same old. I don't know how any dad uh, is supposed to react like this, but what I admire so much about you is your brutal and frank honesty about your mood. Some days are good. Some days are not so good. And I encourage you to keep doing that because you're very fortunate to have a good circle of people around you who really care about you and want to help you fight through this thing no matter, uh, you know, in, in any way we can. No, I appreciate that. And you're right. If it wasn't for my friends and family, I, I don't think I'd be here. I know I wouldn't. So it's uh, it's tough some days, but it is what it is. You know, it's what life feels. You go on. Right on. Brad, there are some details in this story that Gloria Gomez put together for Fox 13 that I think a lot of people don't know. But before we get into that, where do things actually stand right now with Christopher Bevin? When will he go to real trial? And, and how are things progressing in, in, you know, from that perspective? Yeah, he goes uh, February 5th to the 19th is the uh, trial date. Uh, unfortunately, Bradley's 18th birthday is February 18th. Oh. Um, so 
Yeah, on top of that, I think we have a hearing on December 13th, which will be the two-year anniversary. So, I mean, it's, you know, Ugh. it's just kind of the way this is all gone. It's like it's never enough. But, um, yeah, the trial's on on target. Um, there's depositions still being taken by the defense. And, you know, they have their their reasons for what happened. And, you know, he didn't pull the trigger, that kind of stuff. So all that will be fleshed out in February, I guess. We'll find out. Did uh, Gloria approach you and say, hey, Brad, I'm thinking about doing this Tampa Bay true crime story uh, thing, and, and I'd like your permission yeah. or blessing, or how did that come about? Because I, I admire her work a lot. Yeah, she's a great person, uh, and she's been close with the family. But she actually has a very tight relationship with our attorney, Anthony Rickman. So when she does the true crimes, I don't know if you saw the first episode, Anthony was you know part of that. So she asked him about us and if we would be okay with using Bradley in a piece. And it was supposed to be like a three-minute piece, and it ended up being a two-part series. But we did this back in April, and the uh, Ronnie O'Neill trial and all those things kind of kept it at bay, and that's why it's only coming out here in August. But, uh, yeah, she reached out, asked me to come up to Anthony's office. I did, and uh, we did about an hour, hour and a half of interviews, and then, you know, this was the uh, result. For those who don't know the details of the case, I basically spelled out how the gun was made available. Uh, you had a, you had some boys who allegedly clogged a bathroom toilet while Brad's son Bradley was playing some some games, video games. Uh, and one of the kids allegedly picked up the gun and said, let's go scare Bradley, put it behind his neck so he gets scared. And then Bradley said, that's real. And then uh, a big boom, a duck. Right. Uh, do you, you know, we've talked a bunch about how the story jibes or doesn't jibe. Are you comfortable with what the public thinks happened that day, uh, Brad? I mean, to the degree I can be, I, I think I know probably like you, probably 90% of the truth. Uh, I, I think we have the basic story. I, there are things I, I don't believe about it. I think that when you look back, I'll give you a really good example. Um, at the very beginning when, uh, when, Eddie's, uh, Eddie Perez's uh, attorney was on. There's never a mention of a locked door, not one time. And that's something that you would have gone out and said right away if you knew the door was locked. I mean, that's, that's pretty much exonerating. But that came out when his son got immunity. So, you know, there's a lot of things like that that just don't jive in my mind. But, I mean, who am I? What do I know? There's detectives on the case that, you know, that's their job to figure out the state's attorney's office, all of them. But, yeah, I think there's a lot of it that doesn't really add up, if I'm being honest. We've got Brad Hewlett on the line with us. He, his uh, late son Bradley, is the subject of a Tampa Bay true crime story tonight on Fox 13 that aired last night as well by the great Gloria Gomez. John Senning? Brad, and I don't know how much you want to talk about this if we're going to get into it. There's kind of, I guess you could say, uh, a teaser or a cliffhanger in this story where maybe there's more to it uh, that, that people don't know. Uh, is this going down an alley of, of uh, a possible motive? And if that is true, could these charges be changed at some point if there's more to it that we don't understand yet? I think anything's possible. And I, I don't want to say motive because my stance on this all along, and we can talk about, there's kind of two pieces tonight that are going to come out. One is the fact that I don't care about this trial, which I don't know that Gloria um, was ready for. And, and then secondly, my daughter, Ava, and her interaction with Ramsey in April of 2019 in my home, there was some uh, uh, sexual mischief uh, attempted by Ramsey, and she, uh, you know, pushed back. Sorry, it's, it's a little difficult for me to talk about, but um, she pushed back on that. Ultimately, that led to a confrontation between Bradley and, and Ramsey in August of that year. And uh, 
So I, I, my personal opinion is I don't think he intended to do anything. I don't think that's the reason. But I think he disregarded Bradley. I don't think he had a high regard for him. So I think putting a gun to his neck, that kind of stuff is not what a friend would typically do, but somebody that maybe you, you're just kind of getting back to that friendship stage and working through some things. Maybe he thought that was funny or maybe he's just a punk. I, I don't know. It's one of the two. So, you know, this obviously things change and we've never touched on this with you. Was this something that you learned much later or did you have this information from the get? So maybe, you know, you've just kind of had to digest this and figure out yeah. where that fits into the story. Well, so I never heard the story, the true story until about two weeks ago. Okay. And that's, that's the truth. Um, I knew that Bradley had a confrontation at school. I knew that my son had never had a confrontation in his life. It wasn't his style. Um, I asked him about it and I'll tell you exactly what he told me. I said, Hey, I heard you and Ramsey had some, you know, a problem. He said, yeah. He said, we had a little beef. It's okay. It's all taken care of. And I said, well, what happened? He said, nothing. It's cool. I said, no, man. I said, what, you know, what happened? And he said, you know, you told me that if anybody ever messed with my sisters or with me, if I took care of it, there would be no questions asked. And I said, yeah. He said, so how about no questions asked? And I said, all right, that's fair. That's the last I ever mentioned it. I I never talked about it again. Uh, After he was killed, I found out probably the next summer that there were some things that happened, but Ava won't talk about it. I mean, she completely shuts down if you bring it up. And with everything else that was going on with her, obviously that's not something I was going to try and dig into. So I, I didn't know. And then when we previewed this piece, I actually heard what she said to the investigators. And, you know, for me, it's stomach turning because I'm her dad, and along with everything else that they did to this kid. I mean, they, she's, you know, it's, it's bad enough what they did to Bradley, but what they've done to Ava has just been disgusting. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So that, that, that's kind of where it landed. I, I didn't know anything up until, you know, very recently. And to me, that takes things and tweaks them a little bit, not in a good way, because mm-hmm. we were sold a story of, yeah, you know, most people took it as mischief. You know, obviously most kids aren't going to grab a gun and uh, and and point it at their friends. But uh, the right. mischief angle of you know, but like you said, even if there's no motive, did what happened with your daughter cause him to devalue your son just a little bit? Would he have done this had he not made you know whatever happened with with your daughter and then had Bradley confront him? Uh, I think there's something to be said for that, and to me. Just reading it, there's an indignation that takes place there and uh, and some frustration, I'm sure, anger as well. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a 15-year-old bully. You know, that's that's who he is. That's who he was. I don't know what he is now. Oh, um, but that's that's just the person we're dealing with. Um, I, again, I don't think it was intentional that he set out to, to do any harm to Bradley. He obviously wanted to put a gun to his neck. I don't know. I've never done that to any of my friends. I wouldn't. No. And I, I had some pretty stupid friends growing up. So... I mean, it just, it didn't make, none of it made sense to me, but I, I do think he did devalue. I think it's a good way of putting it, or he didn't have a high regard for Bradley at that time. I could be wrong, but that's, you know, it seems to add up. Uh, It seems to make sense. One of the many things that doesn't make sense to me here, a cop's son, I would think would be aware of firearms, would be well-trained in firearms, well-familiar with how important it is to respect the firearm, and if it's unsecured, uh, you you don't bring it anywhere near your friends. Um, I don't want to bring in, the word, uh, bring in, in terms like negligent, etc., but it seems pretty unforgivable and unfathomable that a, that a Tampa Police Department officer's kid 
would see a gun and do what he did, Brad? Oh, I, I totally agree. And, and, you know, one of the things I didn't know, because one of the first things we were told is, well, you know, Ramsey doesn't know anything about Ramsey. Christopher uh, doesn't know anything about guns. But then it turns out that his grandfather had been taken to a shooting range. So he did know about guns. Uh, obviously, a police officer's son, you would think that he had taught him how to clear a weapon. Uh, I would hope, especially if you're going to leave it out every day, which he did, admittedly. Um, so it. None of that makes sense, you know, and then then you get into the whole thing of, well, he didn't mean to. It was an accident. It was a mistake. It was this. It was that. But, you know, what it comes down to is, is that negligent? I mean, yeah, I think I think it is. But, um, you know, then on the flip side of that, do I want him to go to prison? I mean, it's a whole different discussion. So it's, yeah. it's a very difficult thing for me. We're talking to Brad Hewlett, the father of Bradley (laughs) Hewlett. There will be uh, part two of Gloria Gomez's piece uh, on the tragedy that took place uh, tonight on Fox 13. You know, one of the other elements, Brad, here that that we really were just traumatized by and had everybody really pissed off, to be honest, was that these kids stayed silent for as long as they did. The kids that were supposed to be your son's friends uh, sat there silently. And something that really tugged at me reading, uh, reading the story is, you know, your wife said early on to, to, the, to the kids, I need you guys to keep coming over so I can feel like nothing's changed. Obviously, them being so silent for the, that long period of time, uh, that made it harder. Has there been any relationship achieved with the other kids since this has kind of, you know, gone in the direction it has? Well, we're we're very tight with the young man that was featured last night. TT uh, is how they refer to him. I won't say his name, but uh, we we love him. He's a great kid. He's struggling, having a really hard time with this, as you can imagine. Just went through a deposition. Um, as far as the other two, no, um, I, we haven't. I have no desire to to speak to the families. I will say this um, in Ramsey's not defense, but just with regard to his family, I did spend some time talking to his mom back before they got these final attorneys, because I think they've been through like seven or eight now, I don't know, three, whatever it is. But her and her, uh, her, his stepfather, and they're, they're really good people and they're hurting and I get it and I feel for them. I know that this has got to be scary as hell to them. Um, and, and rightfully so from my perspective, but, uh, they're, they're decent folks and that's who he's been with for the last year and a half. So maybe, you know, maybe things are changing. And then I, I say that, and then I'll tell you one other quick story. Then he's on social media or talking on a phone call. And his comment is, well, if the Hewlett's have something they want to say to me, they got, they got my number. And I'm like, really? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's how you feel after, you know, a year and a half after shooting my son, that that's your comment. I mean, that's, that's trash right there. And frankly, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So it is what it is. Brad, I have a great deal of respect and admiration for you because a lot of parents in your situation, I think myself included, would be hell-bent for vengeance. You wouldn't take the time to think rationally and compassionately about the different pieces of this puzzle and how they're involved. I would probably go scorched earth and want everyone to suffer. But from what I'm getting for your voice uh, and your words is that you're not necessarily looking for Ramsey to spend the rest of his life in jail because what's that going to do for him? What's that going to do for society, even though he took the life of of the most precious person in the world to you uh how do you find that place of strength my man because i i it doesn't i i can't i can't imagine getting there yeah yeah you sound like my wife a little bit because she doesn't understand it either um i'll tell you what i i went through a period where i didn't want to be here um i just wanted to be with bradley knowing how 
dumb that is now, but that's what I wanted to do. So I, I went through a six month period where I couldn't, I just couldn't get up in the morning and do anything. I, I know, I mean, I'm, I'm broken. I get that. I understand it. I've dealt with it. And, you know, I have like last night, I watched that piece and I cried the whole time. We both did like a couple of big babies, but um, how do you get there? What, what am I going to do if they find this kid guilty? And he's uh, sentenced to 15 years. What am I supposed to clap for that? I'm supposed to be happy that uh, a kid's going to prison that he probably won't survive. I mean, that's that, that's kind of gross. That's that's not me. And I, I don't want to be that person. But then if he's found not guilty, I mean, there's no repercussions for killing someone. So I don't really even have the answer. I know this. For my mental health, I, it's best for me to just divorce myself from this whole thing. I won't go to the trial. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't care. I don't want to see. I, one other thing, I'm sorry, being long-winded. Don't but, you dare. Um, I, never, I never saw my son after he passed. The last conversation I had with him was a good one the night before he died. Uh, that's what I want to remember. And all of these things just drag me into a place that, you know, I'm just, I'm not mentally healthy enough to handle it. And I finally have figured out how to manage that. And I, dude, I don't want to go back to that, man. It's, it's a bad, bad, dark place. Well, buddy, I can't tell you enough uh, how much I admire you. And um, I hate that this happened for you and your entire family, but I salute you for the way that you've coped with it and handled it and kept living every day because I know that you know uh, that Bradley would want you still here uh, to look out for the family. And I'm sure that's one of the things uh, that's kept you going. Uh, Gloria Gomez has been great this mm -hmm. entire time. Chad Cronister uh, was also great. And Andrew Warren, yeah. I believe the state attorney, uh, were both very helpful to you, if I'm not mistaken. You're right. I just talked to Andrew this morning, actually. But uh, Ava got deposed by the defense, so we have to deal with that now. But, um, yeah, it's, they, they've been wonderful. Everybody, you know, Chad's awesome, and Nikki, his wife. I mean, I, we couldn't ask for better people to come into our lives. We wish they hadn't, but, you know, if it was going to be someone, we're glad it was them, and that includes you and John and Micah and everyone else. Thanks, and Joey. Thanks, man. Joe. Really appreciate yeah, that. Nikki definitely yeah. upgraded with Chad. Uh -huh. There's no doubt about that. Um, <laughs> Big time. <laughs> I love you, Ben. Congrats on the whole in one Hawaii. Uh, Brad, uh, we'll check it out tonight. Tampa Bay True Crime Series with Gloria Gomez. Uh, it is uh, it is a heartbreaking tale that has many different pieces, some of which we're only learning about tonight uh, on Fox 13. Continued uh, strength, my dude, and please continue to let us know if we may be a resource in any way, shape, or form. And I, I just can't express enough how much I admire you and how much I appreciate uh, your heartfelt conversations uh, with us, man. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Anytime you talk about Bradley, I'm in. So I oh. appreciate it, man. Hell yeah, buddy. Thank you. Have a yeah, great day. Care. Give our love to the family, all right? We'll do it. Thanks, Take man. Take care now. You See. too. And build that place down in Bonita Springs so that we can come. Uh... How? Like, I'm... I was having a conversation with somebody about forgiveness recently. And I could find a place of forgiveness for anyone in my life. And I have. Like, I, I have found a place where I'll never necessarily forget what happened, but at least I understand it enough to not hold on to anything about it. And it's unfortunate some of the things that have happened, uh, but I found forgiveness, you know? Some of the discomfort in certain situations is unavoidable, but for the most part, I don't harbor that. I am light years away from from where Bradley, from where Brad Hewlett is in this uh, in this case. Like as evolved as I've tried to be, he's on a on a spiritual plane 
that I can't even imagine getting to, you know? Well, it sounds, you know, when you hear of these people that, that give forgiveness, which I didn't hear him say the word forgive, so I don't uh, know if he does forgive this point. kid. But at the same time, when you hear people say they forgive, you know, that sometimes comes from a how, higher power or something they believe inside. With him, it's almost as if I can't be a part of these details and reliving this over and over again, and, and he's recognized it's not good for his for his mental health and his well-being. So I, I think just knowing that it's in the law's hand and the court's hands, and then no matter how much he thinks about it or focuses on it, it's not going to change that. But the new the new angle that's kind of disturbing, obviously what he said about his daughter, but the fact she's got to be deposed, you know, by the defense, which you know what they do. If these details oh. are going to come forward, which it sounds like they are in court, They're gonna- you know what the defense is going to do, and it's going to be ugly and gross. And and now, after all she's been through, which that he touched on it, and if you if you're not completely caught up with the story, uh, Ava, his daughter, was going to school with the kid who killed her brother, and they they allowed that to happen for an extended period of time, and they wanted her, you know, them out of school, but they were ready to have you know get her out of school before they did anything with these kids. So she's already been through a lot, and now the fact she's going to have to relive those memories. Uh, but the other thing is, is you know. A good kid doesn't do that. Right. You, you know, if, if you're talking about just building a case, it, it may not show motive, but it may show you that this kid is not a, you know, not and a he used the kid. term bu- bully. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of bullies who aren't, you know, pushing those boundaries. Yeah. That's a, that's on another level. Yeah. Uh, I just, I hope she can stay strong during that deposition. I don't know. Have you ever been deposed before? Uh, no. Let me say this. You could be even only remotely involved in a case. Like, you're only in it because either you used to work with or know some of the people. Still, those attorneys have a way of getting to you. I remember in Orlando, I, I got deposed because because uh, a friend and coworker of mine had unfortunately referred to a police officer on the air in a very unflattering way. Is that a crime? Uh, the way she said it, yeah. Oh, wow. Can, yeah. I, get a, can I get a teaser? Uh I mean, is it, is it, is it, okay, well, yeah, that's about as bad as it gets. And that's very specific. Right. (laughs) That's not just insulting. Yeah. You know, that's actionable. So I had to, because I knew her, I had to sit and uh, be deposed, but I had already been let go by that radio station. And so. What the attorney who was talking to me was trying to do was say that anything that I said about that case came from me being upset about being fired by that radio station. Mm. So her questions were leading into a very uncomfortable part of my life about being fired by real radio. And I was just sitting there getting so pissed. And I wanted to call her the C word so badly. I remember thinking to myself, it's going to be on record if you do this. Don't do this. But at the same time, I really wanted to do that. And then I will tell you, I got deposed in the case of uh, Blackbean when yeah. he beat the crap out of me. Yeah. His uh, attorney, Kirk Kirkconnell, who's a great attorney, by the way. Like, I, he's, he's passed, but God, was he good. Uh, the, the, way he, the way he did it, uh, man, I, I felt like I had done something wrong by getting punched in the face. <laughs> and I left his offices just going, how in the world do I feel like the dude who punched somebody that's right their, now? Yeah, I guess that's their job, right? I guess. You attorneys. Uh, John. What are you firing up in those jeans? 
Well, if you thought that uh, Andrew Cuomo killing everybody's grandparents in New York and then being a total creep was bad, wait until you find out what uh, he supposedly has done with his dog. I'll give you the details on that, as well as Tom Brady giving us another peek into his brain on when and if he'll ever retire. That and much more coming up next in John's Joints. It's Drew Garabo live on 102.5 The Bone. Spring is in full bloom. Are your finances? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, you can build credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments, all with no annual fees or interest. With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com slash build. That's Chime.com slash build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.